Cause we got the alternative energy Unnecular free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Everybody's worried about the atomic bomb April 10th, Lynchburg, Virginia to Lovingston, Virginia, 32.6 miles. April 11th, Lovingston, Virginia to Charlottesville, Virginia, 40 miles. April 12th, Charlottesville, Virginia to Culpeper, Virginia, 46 miles. April 13th, Culpeper, Virginia to Fairfax, Virginia, 51 miles. April 14th, Fairfax, Virginia to Washington, D.C., 16 miles. April 16, to Washington, D.C., to Frederick, Maryland, 40 miles. April 17th, Frederick, Maryland, to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, 35 miles. Like an atom bomb when he comes. Good Lord, when he comes. Welcome to part two of a two part radioactive show special on the movement towards a nuclear free future a month-long walk, run, ride in the United States, organised by Footprints for Peace. Your co-hosts, Jem and Crunch, were lucky enough to join the epic adventure in April 2015. In part two, we meet some more of the characters compelled to take to the streets, woods and highways across eight states and 800 miles with a message of peace and nuclear disarmament. The journey began at the Y-12 nuclear weapons facility at Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and continued northeast up the Appalachian mountain range to reach New York City in time for the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty Review Conference. Three of the people you hear on this show are long-time walkers. For them, it is a way of life. With my Jesus in your mind. So I say everybody's worried, yeah, about the atomic bomb. But nobody's worried, no, about the day my life. My name's Jim Torrin. I'm with, uh, I'm a member of Footprints for Peace. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thanks, Jim. So you're one of the organisers of this walk. Can you, um, can you tell us what the purpose is behind this walk slash run slash cycle? Yeah, um... We wanted to bring attention to the fact that uh, there are new nuclear weapons that are being built and refurbished at the Y-12 Nuclear Research Facility. Uh, We just call it the bomb plant because that's simply what it is. Um, Refurbishing is that they're bringing all the old nuclear arsenal to Y-12 and giving them another... um, shelf life of up to 125 years Um, and then the Obama administration has given something like 7 billion dollars to the facility to build a new weapons plant so that's where we started and now we're almost at the end can you tell tell me about um, the significance of of ending up in in New York at the UN and, and why it is that we're we're there, almost there. <laughs> sure. Um, the significance of ending at the UN is to um, be, uh, I don't want to say in support of, but uh, because we're, we're partially in support of the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, uh, which is up for review. It gets reviewed every five years. And um, 
the short version of the MPT is that um, the nuclear states will come up with an agreement, a mutual agreement for disarmament, which we, of course, agree with. Uh, the part that we don't agree with is um, that they will also discuss what they consider to be peaceful solutions for nuclear, and um, which is an absurd Con, um, concept because uh, uh, there's nothing peaceful or safe about n- the nuclear industry as a whole. Yeah, um, that's the problem that I think most people don't think about is they only think about the power that it supplies. They don't consider the mining and the waste, you know, the mining beforehand and everything that goes into that process and the waste that you know we have to figure out what to do with and the only thing they've been able to figure out what to do with is to either put them in breeder reactors which don't work or to build more nuclear weapons which we don't want so i'm sister denise laffin i have uh, two places where we have temples in atlanta georgia and also newport tennessee in the united states Mm-hmm. And how come, what brings you to this this walk-run cycle? Um, I'm part of a Buddhist religious order, and uh, the walking uh, for peace is, uh, or walking and praying and drumming and chanting is a basic practice. And uh, particularly with, uh, for a long time, uh, focus on nuclear weapons, nuclear disarmament. So that's uh, why we've been involved with this movement for for a long time, and uh, not just ourselves, our own temple, but our whole order um, has done does walks every year from um, Tokyo to Hiroshima too. So this has been an issue that's been a very big part of our lives. How did that begin? The that 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 your order uh, became so focused on nuclear weapons in particular. Uh, probably the bombing of, of course, Hiroshima and Nagasaki uh, was, uh, Japan was the target, was the victim of those. And um, our founder, uh, Guruji, most venerable Nichidatsu Fuji, who we call Guruji, he, um, it, it was his uh, thinking after World War II was finished and with the advent of this new weapon, he spent a lot of time trying to understand how would um, uh, how to respond as a monk, as a religious person, to this uh, new age of humanity in which we could annihilate ourselves so uh, so rapidly. And that's a possibility, and now we know in many ways through climate change and things like that, but at that time it was the first time to realize that it could happen so quickly. So... Um, we build peace pagodas. That was a, a lot of his response. But the, also, then members of the order. This we'd already had this practice of walking and drumming, and as they say, spreading the dharma through this. And then um, I believe there was just one monk who who started by walking, um, and he started by himself. And by the end, there were hundreds of people with him. And so mm-hmm. then after that, it became a. An annual. I don't know the history really well because it was a very mm-hmm. long time ago. It was would have been in the 1950s when that happened. Um, but uh, they now every year, 
and, and other walks. We do a lot of walking mm-hmm. as an order, um, different people, but uh, that was that's the longest walk, that, the longest running one that has been going on from Tokyo to Hiroshima. My name is Larry Crane, and I'm from Lexington. Well, actually, I live on a little farm just south of Lexington, Kentucky. And can you tell us why you're on this uh, peace, walk, run, ride extravaganza? (laughs) Wow. The short answer would be Footprints for Peace is an organization I'm one of the board members with, with John and Jim. And we've been doing this together for over a decade. So part of it is something that we've worked out to do together, that we love to do, and that we believe is essential for the future, you know, for sustainable systems, for humans. And uh, I guess, you know, I could say that it started for me when I got got out of the United States Marine Corps and went back to college in the 70s and ended up in the middle of the Vietnam War protests which began my kind of political radicalization process and uh, that along with you know the the hippie movement of the 70s I got kind of caught up in and then you know that movement led me to a nuclear protest at 1979 at the Marble Hill plant that they were building up in Indiana and Lo and behold, surprised us more than anybody. They stopped building it. Mm-hmm. They quit. They just yeah. abandoned it. And now, mm. now they're they're actually now just tearing it down. All the concrete and stuff that mm. they put in there. They never wow. they never put any radioactive material there. But uh, I was at a protest there in '79, and that you know it was after Chernobyl and after Three Mile Island, or not after Chernobyl yet. But uh, and I pretty much at that time had decided that nuclear energy and nuclear industry as a whole was one of the stupidest things that technological man had ever done, you know. I'm Sophie from Normandy, France. I'm Emma from Knoxville. Sarah Margaret from Knoxville. Ralph from Knoxville, Tennessee. Crunch from Australia. Claire from Massachusetts. John from Englewood. Jeanette from Australia. Peter from Australia. Jonathan from Knoxville, Tennessee. Marcus from Australia. Tate from Mitten Hill, North Carolina. Elias from Tennessee. K.A. from Australia. A.C. from Aotearoa, also known as Nuclear Free New Zealand. Bindi from Western Australia. Eamon from Arizona. Jake from Knoxville. Jim from Cincinnati, Ohio. Utsuni Oinere, Japan, Newport, Tennessee. Noritaka Matsura from Kobe, Japan. Kato, Nevet, Massachusetts. Don from Old Bridge with a B, New Jersey. Denise from Newport, Tennessee. Larry from Kentucky. Beth from Georgia. John from Cincinnati, Ohio. Nui from France. Toby from New England Peace Pagoda in Western Massachusetts. Sarah Jane from Louisville, Kentucky. Angie, Cincinnati, Ohio. Jim from Australia. Russell from Kentucky. Here's the way we think.
You just heard one of the name rounds on the walk, representing the various corners of the world that the walkers had come from. The group included representatives from ANFA, the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance, who travelled over to draw the connections between struggles on the nuclear front line in Australia and North America. Jeanette McGrath is a Wongai Yamachi woman from Western Australia and a seasoned walker on the Walkatruda Walkabouts, an annual walk against uranium mining in the Goldfields region of Western Australia. Hello, I'm Jeanette Gura, I'm a Wongai Yamaji woman from Western Australia. And uh, my elders have been fighting and overcoming for 40 years uh, the uranium taking it out of the ground. And uh, the, the uranium from Australia fueled Fukushima, and the traditional owners back down in um, Australia, they don't want that no more. You know, They feel heartfelt that it came from their land and it fueled Fukushima. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on down under. And um, there, there was Maralinga, the bomb that the British uh, set off in the middle of Australia back in the 60s. And my old people, they had crossed the border back into WA, like they're refugees in their own country because it's just a desert land now, a wasteland. Yeah, and they gave it back... Uh, about a month ago and that, but still, they, they're still advertising where, where they could put a waste dump and, you know, the community people are, you know, standing strong. Uh, the mining companies think because it's out in a remote area and that there's no people there, but that's a part of our dream and we'll always have that. And um, the old people seen that, that poison in the hills long time ago and it, it's, just, it's just poison. Uh, yeah, um, I'm really, really pretty p- passionate about coming here for this opportunity to go to the UN and you know, bring a message from Australia that we don't want the uranium put taken out of the ground and transported through the country into the ports where there's um, you know, towns and it's just no good. We've had a spillage in South Australia, but that was all hushed up, but the locals found out and you know, we need to expose all the... And there's no way you can stand on a mountaintop removal mine site and feel good about it. I mean, you just look at it and think, this is horrible. You know, you got to do something. And and I've not been to Western Australia and seen the mine. I mean, I've seen pictures. Marcus has given me a lot of information. But I know the same thing's happening to the indigenous people out in Western Australia with no care for what's going on, poisoning them, kill them, destroy their land, get rid of them. Mm. They, you know, and it's not right. And it's it's worth, you know, all we can really do is, all we have within our power, unless we want to become violent, is to state our opinion. Mm. And if it, I mean, that's what we're doing. Is This walk is a moving community of people that are willing to say, we don't agree with this paradigm. We will never agree with it. It's wrong. And it has to be replaced with something better. Now, hopefully, solar energy and a lot of other things that are in the pipeline will eventually, you know, we'll be able to change this. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have a huge job of somehow going around and trying to restore as best we can the damage that's already been done. Because we've done enormous damage to Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's why I'm here.
So it's been about four weeks now, almost four weeks of, of travelling and some people have been walking, some have been running, some, some have been cycling. Uh, can you tell me why you organise um, these events that, that take this form of transport, that go, that go across the country in this, in this slow way? Why is that um, something that you've come to focus, focus on in your life? Um. Well, I did my my first walk in 1994 with the American Indian Movement, and um, I learned about the tradition of carrying a message, and that you know before the Spaniards came to the United States, horses weren't indigenous to the United States, and so um, and, and indigenous culture here in, in the United States, they would send runners between villages to uh, carry a message, you know, usually a important message and so the first walk that I did we I learned about that and we walked from San Francisco to Washington DC uh, carrying a message about a political prisoner called Leonard Peltier and ever since then um, I felt like um, you know I'm not I'm not an, an indigenous person myself I, I, my ancestors were of somewhere, but, um, it just really resonated with me that, um, not only could we carry the, a message to the people that way, but the people could also give us messages to carry as well. Um, and it doesn't always have to be about like this particular walk of course was, was focused on the nuclear industry, but we've learned so much more along the way uh we've heard from people from el salvador who were uh you know guerrillas during the uprising and we've heard from people uh from witness against torture who are doing great things uh, about trying to close guantanamo bay but even they have come to realize that it's it's no matter what issue you're working on you're 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 working on either some kind of social justice or environmental justice and it all it, it's all connected you're listening to the radioactive show produced in the studios of 3cr on Wurundjeri country and broadcast across this continent on the community radio network we're tuned in to the movement for a nuclear free future a month-long walk run ride from tennessee to new york city we've been hearing from jim denise jeanette and larry the act of walking means different things to different people. For some, it is a profoundly spiritual journey, which is personal as well as public. And your your day um, starts quite early. You start with the morning prayer and you continue the chanting and the drumming the whole time that you're walking, yes. which I think is also quite a physical feat to to keep that up, and I'm sure you're quite used to it from because of doing it for many years. But could you t- talk about that a little bit and what the significance of of that kind of um, r- ritual is? Yeah. Uh, so the drumming and chanting is our basic practice, and so we do we start our morning. With it, we get up, and uh, you know that's oftentimes how people start to wake up. They mm-hmm. hear the drum, 
Um, That's lovely. And then the uh, we do the with our walking. This is uh, this this is keeps our mind focused and also breathing and also gives a rhythm and so for me that's a, a all tied in with uh, like uh, what the the whole walking is supposed to be about like a why or not doesn't matter like it, well, it does matter but going from one point to another but how we go from one point to another um, and so for us it's just the to carry the prayer and to um, and to stay hopefully more centered with it. But I think walking is also, uh, it's like the most original, ancient, or whatever modes of transportation or, or of getting from one place to another, not transportation, but of moving. And, um, and pilgrimage, which is how we understand, um, our Buddhist order understands this works as more as a, not a peace walk so much within ourselves, among ourselves, we call them pilgrimages, is a, a way of seeking change. And that's what we understand, that this is a way that we're working to make a better place um, a better place in the world, not only through the changes that we hope, the social or political changes, but that we make a better place in ourselves. But I think that's what moves people is this um, taking some action and an action that how does walking change anything? You know, mm-hmm. that's a be who can explain that? Mm-hmm. But it does change something. We see, th- or, or running, or this whole idea of just staying more connected and moving more slowly and seeing where we're going through and how it changes us and changes the people we meet. Mm. I guess walking in lots of social movements and um, over the years and over different cultures and uh, has often been something significant and the power of like a journey and step after step and do you um, think that it has a special meaning with Footprints for Peace or particularly in the different struggles you've been involved in? Definitely. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say f- within say it was would be footprints for peace, but me personally, mm-hmm. and I've said this to everybody that would hear listen to me. What I see is obviously it's a tradition, an old tradition, an ancient mm-hmm. one, and most cultures had it of some mm-hmm. form. You know, doing the walks, walkabout, or you know, indigenous peoples way before technology had the had mm-hmm. you know did this, whether it was runs or walks or whatever. And usually they had some kind of cultural, deeper significance. Mm. I would say it, it went to the heart, and, it, and to me, it, a lot of it was spiritual. And so to me, what I think the, the power of walking is, especially walking, where you're pounding the ground with your feet, and, and it can be running and, and, and bike, bicycling too, because it, it involves the same thing. Actually, the first time I really thought about it, we were at that church we were at 
last night mm-hmm. in 2005, and I saw the church people, these upper-middle-class folks, open up and embrace with love this. We had a real gnarly group of young kids, you know, mm. you know, dreadlocks, tattoos, mm-hmm. piercings, you know, kind of expressing their own style like you all are. And I remembered the 70s, you know, I grew a ponytail and a beard, and people tried to throw me out of places because of it, you know, mm. harassed me. And uh, I saw these upper-middle-class Lutherans embracing these kids, and I thought, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, they're not throwing us out anymore, and mm-hmm. I don't understand. But what I realized was, the wa- well, I have to make a statement of my premise, and that is I believe that selfless action which is being willing to come out for the cause and make the effort. Selfless action, fortified by sacrifice, and you all know what the sacrifice is because you've already experienced it, you know, firsthand yourself. I mean, that's that's what's happening here. You know, it's, <laughs> you're sacrificing your body and and your time and your energy and and forcing yourself to do it. You know, and that's self that's self that's sacrifice, and it's a powerful thing. And so what I saw was those two components, selfless action, being willing to commit, and then putting something in the game besides talk, those two things open people's hearts. And when people's hearts open, the potential exists for unconditional love to arise. You shall find peace, happiness, and joy divine with my Jesus in your mind. So I say, everybody's worried, yeah, about the Tommy bomb, but nobody's worried. April 18th, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a distance of 40 miles. 20th of April, Harrisburg to Lancaster, 38 miles. April 21st, Lancaster, Pennsylvania to Gwynedd, Pennsylvania, 64 miles. April 22nd, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to Princeton, New Jersey, 39.8 miles. April 23rd, Princeton, New Jersey to Leonia, New Jersey, 56 miles. April 25th, Fort Lee, New Jersey to the UN, New York City, 12 miles. Our thanks go to our fellow walkers and friends, Jim, Larry, Jeanette, Denise and all the crew. A special shout out to Footprints for Peace for organising this journey on a shoestring and a lot of love. They are walking all the time. Find out more at allofthews.footprintsforpeace.net. This is the Radioactive Show, brought to you by Crunch and Jem. Produced on Wurundjeri Country at 3CR Radio and broadcast all across these stolen lands we call Australia on the Community Radio Network. You can contact us on radioactiveshow.3, the number, cr at gmail.com or by finding our page on Facebook. We are The Radioactive Show. Thanks for lending your ears and for a nuclear-free future. This world is at a tremble with his strength and mighty power. They're sending up to heaven to get the brimstone fire. Take warning, my dear brother, be careful how you plan. Your 
working with the power of God's own holy hand. Atomic power, atomic power was given by the mighty hand of God. Atomic power, atomic power, it was given by the mighty hand of God. Remember two great cities in a distant foreign land When scorched from the face of earth their power of Japan Be careful my dear brother, don't take away the joy But use it for the good of man and never to destroy Atomic power, atomic power Was given by the mighty hand of Let's talk about the Black GST, genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune in to Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe.